pull up a bar stool. I know, I know, it's been too long. But I've got JR back on the show. He's going to take a wheel in a minute. And uh, we're going to talk about first impressions. Talk about why you don't brag. Oh, it's not worthwhile. Talk about credibility. Evolution of my headlines and copy. Guarantees. We're going to talk about a whole bunch of stuff. So I hope you enjoyed this one. Sit back, relax, pop a bottle. Let's do it. Hey everybody, John here from JohnLumer.com and John Lumer Digital on Facebook. Here with another edition of the Social Media Pubcast, where we invite you to the virtual pub and we get drunk on social media and business and entrepreneur stuff and whatnot. Uh, this week, once again, bring it back. I'm not sure why we keep bringing it back sometimes. No, just kidding. Always good. Always a good show with JR on the show. Uh, JR is back. This is when we start talking about entrepreneur stuff and um, I get uncomfortable. JR takes the wheel. And usually has a little fun with me. But uh, what, what are we going to talk about today, Jared? Well, I, before I talk about what we're going to talk about, mm. I want to know, do you miss San Diego? Yeah, it's, it snowed last night. <laughs> well, we went, we went from San Diego to Arizona to snow and rain. And yeah, not real pleased. But, yeah. yeah, it was a pleasure to have you in San Diego last week for social media marketing world. So looks like you'll have to get out here sooner than another year from now. I guess that's the next time you'll speak. Yeah, maybe if they invite me back. Right, that's true. <laughs> okay, so here's what we're gonna talk about because uh, I am inspired by, oh, uh, just by that conference in general. I know you had to duck in and out and then I went the following day to just watch a, a couple of thought leaders do their thing, you know, talk about, you know, what they're passionate about and do some teaching. And with that being said, I had some first impressions that some of them were great and some of them not so great. So I wanted to talk to you first about first impressions. Because in that room, when you asked had who in the room had um, attended the year before, and I don't know, how many people were in the room, Matt, do you think? I don't know. I don't know if that's a, I think last year they said 700 was uh, what it holds. So maybe something, yeah, like, something around that. Yeah. yeah, so let's just say it's 700. I wouldn't say that there were 50 hands in the room that were there the year before. So I feel like uh, there were 650 people who had their first impression of you. When you, when you know this, when you know that you're walking into a situation like that, and I know you do very few public speaking engagements. So your first impressions can come from a different ways. You know, first impression can come from speaking, firsthand or first impression from someone doing a Google search and 
then that's their first impression of you. So let me reel that one back in. What what do you think about first impressions and and how do you approach them? Well, first of all, I'm not, I'm not so sure it's, it was first impressions for most of those people. Like they may not have seen me speak before, but I think most of those people were familiar with my content or something of mine. So where they kind of had, they kind of knew what they were getting into. Um, but you know, that said, you know, I'm, I'm not big on like the whole intro thing, you know, talk about yourself and all that, but I do think that that's important for setting a tone. And so that's, um, I, I actually think I, well, maybe I think I, I usually spend a little bit of time on that during, uh, presentations, public speaking, probably a little bit more than I would like in a webinar, even though I've been doing a little bit more of that lately, just because again, I think there's a lot of, you know, what, what is this, is this going to be the same old stuff? Is this going to be more snake oil, um, guarantees, quick fixes, you know, that kind of stuff. So, um, I, I, th- I think it's pretty important to show that I'm an accidental marketer. This isn't something I plan to do. I've got a family I'm trying to provide for. Um, I, I, I prioritize in, um, uh, authenticity and honesty and, you know, t- just telling you like it is, giving you the tools, whatever, as opposed to, here are the six ways that I'm going to make you rich kind of thing. So I, th- I think setting that tone early is important because otherwise I think you're bound to have a more skeptical audience from the start. Yeah, yeah. And and I I like your framing of saying, hey, I think that these people were familiar with me. And so it truly wasn't a first impression. And you set the tone. You know, you set the tone through an intro. Now, I bring this up because I attended the worst webinar ever this week. I mean, worst webinar ever. And I will not say whose it was. It wasn't yours. Um, but the person made a promise in the webinar that said that they were going to do a an ad in 60 minutes live. Do an ad for somebody. Take you through the process in 60 minutes. So I wanted to see. So I got on and in the first 20 minutes, this person spent the time to show how cool the office was, how cool the people were, um, how cool the technology was, to show pictures of Hey, two years ago, I was in a garage and now look at me, I'm in an office. And I felt like it was a Chris Rock bit, bragging about stuff you're supposed to do. So if you're two years ago and you're successful, you know, Facebook marketer, Instagram marketer, Twitter marketer, whatever, I would believe that you would be in, you know, some some better better accommodations better better place so it was so annoying to me to see that the credibility using 20 minutes of a 60 minute webinar to 
as a first impression to brag was kind of what what I just am annoyed with with some marketers. And that's why I was curious as to, you know, what what you intend to do when you make a first impression because you don't, you know, say, hey, three years ago, I, I had a, a, a desk that wasn't retractable and now I do have one. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, or I have a mic that's a really cool mic when I used to just have a, a headset, you know, with a mic on it. So, mm. you know, why do you think they, why do you think that, that there are so many marketers who would use 20 minutes of a 60 minute webinar to brag? Well, I do think it's, it, there's a fine line in there, right? So, I mean, I've written, I'm trying to think of an example. I've definitely written posts where some sort of, like, well, what were the results? What was the ROI? How much, you know, how, there is some sort of backing it up that needs to be done, right? So it's not just like, I'm talking about this stuff. Um, I haven't had any results, but... You know, you should listen to me. Like, so there needs to be some sort of proof somewhere. Now, how you do that is up to you. Um, I am always very cautious about talking about money. I don't think I've ever said I made this much last year or something like that. What I have said before is like how much I made my first year, because <laughs> that's you know that's something I kind of look back at and smile about and laugh about. Um, but Beyond that, yeah, it, it's it, there is a fine line where I do kind of understand what they're trying to do. They're saying, look, I found success with this, so I know what I'm talking about, so you should listen to me. Um, I'm just never really comfortable, uh, very comfortable with that conversation. Now, there's ways I try to go about it, like, hey, you know, I, I, I like to talk, like, my, my go-to is usually traffic or my email list to say mm-hmm. I've used Facebook ads to drive traffic to my website and to build my email list. And this is where it's at today. But even then I feel kind of uncomfortable because it's like that bad by itself. It still doesn't really mean anything, but what I try to avoid definitely is dollars. And I try to avoid look at me in this, uh, luxurious, uh, hotel, in some crazy island, remote island or something. Um, those, those kind of Facebook posts drive me absolutely. I hate those so much. I really do. Uh, well, but, I, yeah. I I love that because the idea of stating results, it's a slippery slope. It just is. Because in this webinar, there was an introduction to a person that was responsible for marketing and asked, you know, how long you've been here? And the person said, two years. I'm the head of marketing. I've been here two years or three years, whatever it was. And you know, how much business have you managed? Oh, I've managed $4 million in three years. And how many accounts have you managed? 400 accounts. Four, $3 million, 400 accounts. I felt like, please don't share results like that. Mm. Cause that sounded that, that, that to me turned me off. So I think it's really smart to be conscious of the results that you share. 
because it, it, I dropped the call right then. I dropped, I dropped off the webinar right at 20 minutes. Cause I was like, this is a waste of my time. So, well, I also, yeah, I also I, feel like I, it's, uh, it, it's all, definitely. it's all lip service though, too. Cause you could say, I'm going to tell you right now, I made a hundred million dollars off Facebook ads last year. I, of course I'm, I'm lying, but I could say that. Right. And you, so I, I guarantee someone's ears perked up like, really, John made a hundred million. No, <laughs> but I can tell you that there's, there's, I don't have to prove it. That, that's, that's one, wait, one wait, more wait, reason, wait. one more I, reason why I don't even mention numbers like that. Cause I think, I think you could easily just lie about it and deceive. Well, you just perked my ears up because I believe that you've influenced a hundred million dollars in spend. Oh, sure. But yeah, I mean, now that I think about it, you have because we have the Powerhouse Club. We have, I don't know what the average monthly management of, of Facebook's ads is, but wow. I mean, what, what if it was, I don't know, $10,000, $10,000 per person that's in Power Hitters Club Basic and Power Hitters Club Elite? month over month yeah we could come up with a million i think you i think you've influenced a billion dollars <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah i'm glad i'm glad you're stating you know how how windy that is and i come from the windy city chicago and that that sounds a bit windy to me and that's and and on a side note that's why they call it the windy city because the politicians not because it's windy uh -huh. but this is literally a lot of puffery so so going back to, I'm going through, I'm seeing all these thought leaders and some, the best ones that I've seen, I'll tell you, John, and you have either copied this or they've copied you. The ones that talk about real life experiments. Mm. Here's what I tried. Here's what I thought. Here was my hypothesis. Here's how the experiment went. Here's how it's going. Results. Those are the ones that that stand out the most to me because it's about application. You know that that stuff of here's my three steps to tying my shoe. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's that's not enough. It's not enough now. How fast can you tie your shoe now? What can you do now? You can run away from a bear now because you tied your shoe so fast. Whatever the results are, so I like that. So I, I thank you for sharing on that first impressions. Segwaying into credibility. So, you know, kind of share with me when you think about first impressions and you're setting the tone, you know, how, how do you coach anybody who's listening to sort through this clutter of all these promises? And I don't know if they're real promises, broken promises or fairy tales, but as you being an accidental marketer, there are some intentional marketers who aren't really making a difference. So how do, how do you, how do you help people sort that out through what credibility is and isn't? Uh, I mean, I think, um, I would be skeptical of anyone who has a system for guaranteed results. Example. Okay. Um, and kind of like what you're, talking about you know I, I, I certainly listen to people who give examples of what they're doing how they're doing it 
things that have succeeded and things have failed. So not just showing the good, but also the ugly. Uh, people who share things, hopefully in larger sample sizes, so like they don't make proclamations of success or failure based on small sample sizes. They say, oh, this, this never works because I, did, I spent $10 doing this and got no results. Or even I spent $100 or $1,000, but it's just for you in, in that case. So it's it's people who um, who show show you just about everything about their process, but also are slow to make proclamations of some sort of universal truth, you know. And um, those are those are the kind of people that I listen to. Um, I also you know headlines to me. Are a big one. It's like, what kind of headline do you use for for your posts and for your emails? Uh, are they clickbait? Are they, are they intended to 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 draw me in with some crazy, you know, um, claim? And th- those people I don't really listen to. But it's it's kind of it comes down to core values too. So. Um, you have to think for yourself you know, what kind of person you trust uh, and listen to when, when you go out and search out information. So talk to me a little about the evolution of the headlines because I remember a conversation that we might have had a couple weeks ago when you talked about how you used to write headlines in the beginning and how you write headlines now. And maybe it wasn't just headlines. Maybe it was headlines plus copy. Wait, has it evolved? A little bit. So, so basically what, what I was telling you, um, so when I was preparing for my presentation for Social Media Marketing World, I wanted to do a portion that was uh, a little bit about the history of um, Facebook ads targeting. And so one way I researched that was to go through all of my old blog posts. So I went through the titles, headlines, titles, whatever, of my blog posts, which there are like over 800 of those. And... Um, it's funny going back to the beginning because you could see where I was being influenced by what I was reading as I was trying to figure out and navigate this whole starting your own business, you know, getting some traction with your website thing. And it's not that all of my, my titles were like that. Just occasionally I'd spot one where it's like the six secrets to blah, blah, blah. And like, oh just awful you know <laughs> and uh but you you look at i think you look at any title i've written in the past two or three years and i mean someone called them boring and i guess i guess they kind of are but there's no surprises it's like oh i'm gonna learn about you know this new website custom audience feature cool and then you, you open it and that's exactly what you get you know and maybe it doesn't interest you that title fine you don't open it because it's not like you're going to finally discover something that you weren't expecting um, in that content. So I'm also, look, again, I'm no SEO expert. I just know that I've gotten results, but I think one reason for that is from the boring titles. I, I know it's kind of counterintuitive, but with the you know um, big claim you can't back up kind of title, 
it's usually not something people aren't going to type in in Google. What are the six secrets to whatever you know something, <laughs> right? They're going to type in pretty much what my title is in a lot of cases. Like I, I'm telling you exactly what I'm I'm about to educate you about in this blog post. Some some new feature, how to use something, um, some new announcement from Facebook. And people are going to be certain, like, what, 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 you know, what's going on right now with this new feature? And people are going to type that in, and guess what? That's my title. So I, while the crazy titles that make a lot of claims can get lots of clicks, meaning you share it in social media or whatnot, people click it, I would contend they're probably low-quality clicks because they're drawn in and they feel conned in some cases. Not all cases, but some cases. And I guess is that, Google doesn't necessarily respect it. Again, I'm no SEO, uh, SEO expert, so I'm not going to say definitely the case. But all I know is, and again, I go back to small sample sizes and trying to make any, and try not to make any proclamations of universal truths. All I know is this process, this approach has worked for me. And I also know how I respond to titles. Again, small sample sizes. But um, that's, again, it goes back to your own core values and what, what you're willing to do and what kind of people you, you want to listen to. Okay. So I, I got to know the five steps to high quality clicks. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> so, so, but, uh, I love that. I love that because we go from first impressions to credibility to some healthy skepticism. And I like that, that you do put that out there that it's okay to be skeptical it's okay not to, you know, just trust these big proclamations, to trust these examples that aren't statistically significant, to to think twice about guarantees. Well, why, why don't you do guarantees now that I think about it? Well, I mean, I, for, first of all, to go back to what you're saying, too, I keep, kind of keep in mind the motivation of people who are writing this. So, for example, I don't know how many times we've seen uh, – Facebook's going the way of MySpace. Like we haven't seen that lately, but for years we were seeing that it's going to disappear. And people would write out Facebook's dying or Facebook's ripping people off or or this or that. A lot of times these people might not necessarily believe it entirely, but they want clicks. They want traffic. It's good to start controversy. So understand that. Uh, first of all, second of all, I forgot your question. What was your question? Wait a second. You just talked. You talked about fake news being fake before it got popular to call it fake news. I mean, I mean, it's not so much fake news. That's not really what that is. It's basic. It's an opinion piece, but it's being provocative in your opinion piece uh, to get conversation going. And you know, that's that's the way some people do, and that's fine. But you're not gonna necessarily gonna get a lot of facts out of that. Just more conversation, which can be good, but I don't know. I, I've I've never been a big fan yeah. of that stuff. Well, I didn't really have a question. You just cut me off, but that's okay. No, you had, you did I have a question. You you did have a question. I don't remember what it was. <laughs> I don't remember what it is either. Oh well. So I'll keep moving because, like I said, we started this conversation about me being super annoyed about the worst webinar ever when it was stated to be the best webinar ever. And matter of fact. He kept saying it in the first 20 minutes about how 
amazing this webinar is, and it's the best one you'll ever be on. And <laughs> sweared a lot too. Hmm. So annoying. So, but so, but here here's the the last step for me that kind of came up, and it's it's the two words responsible being. And of course, you know me. I like to read a lot on stoicism and philosophy and all these things. And I started wondering is, can, can you be a responsible being in this space that, that we're in? That's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Well, and I, and I think that's what people connect to. So while, you know, a lot of the voices out there may tell you to do one thing that may not always be all that responsible, or there may be temptation to um, puff yourself up and make you see, make yourself seem like something you're not to get more attention. Um, I mean, those are all short-term fixes that don't work for the long term. Yeah, I think so. When uh, one thing I again going back to social media marketing world and some things I noticed. I noticed that the the rooms that were filled had a tendency to have an expert in there that truly mastered the domain. And, you know, for those that are out there right now that want to be the go-to person, the go-to guy, go-to girl, and whatever craft it is, whatever topic it is, share a little about how that first impression connects to credibility and corrects to connect to being responsible on mastery. Like how, how do you promote mastery or do you even promote it as a first impression or as a way for people to believe that you know what you're talking about? How do I promote that I've mastered what I'm talking about? No, just meaning your process for mastery. Let me restate that. What what's your process for mastery for for getting good at at what you become good at? Just to experiment a lot. I mean, basically, you can't be good at anything. I mean, there, there's I don't know what that the quote is or philosophy is or whatever about the number of hours you need to do to to master something. But I mean, it's true. You can't just. 10,000, 10,000 hours, 10,000. 10,000 hours. <laughs> um, but it's true, you can't um, be good at something without doing it. And that, that includes, like, you know, you can't just read about something. You need to do it. So that's why I kept getting, I keep getting stuck in that whole should I question I get from people. Like, should I target this audience or that audience? Should I use this bidding or that bidding? Should I do this? Like, you know what it is. So yeah, you should just try it <laughs> and see what happens. Because me telling you to 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 do something or not do something doesn't help you master anything. It's just uh, it's your experiences. So experiences lead to comfort level, a certain mastery of understanding. Well, this worked for me this number of times. I'm going to try to do it this way again. Um, I know that this didn't work in the past. So, you know, maybe I'm going to spend less money doing that or, or avoid doing that. Um, it's just experience. Yeah, I, I agree. I think for, for me, watching you through the years, I would add that, that you have read a lot. You have researched a lot. You talk about the topic a lot. 
You try a lot of things. You try uncomfortable things, matter of fact. You spent money when we didn't really have a lot of money to spend on experimenting. And that's, you know, this was a couple years ago, but you you definitely displayed some courage on trying some things uh, that most people wouldn't try. Uh, you, write, you write a lot. I mean, I think that's another part of the way that you, you know, continue to, to master this craft is, you know, you definitely write about it. You, you spend a lot of time about in it as well. What am I missing? What else do you do that people would be surprised? Like, Oh, wow. He, that's how he's become good at this. No, man. I mean, I, I honestly, I don't, I don't think it's anything that's all out of the ordinary. So yeah, I, I read about what's happening. I, check my results every day and I always have campaigns running and then refreshing and changing and creating new campaigns, seeing what's working, working, what's not. I mean, certainly community helps. Um, I mean, the people you talk to help. So whether it's Andrew Foxwell, um, you know, who we have on the podcast as well, or it's, you know, the the communities with the the power hitters club and seeing what it is other people are, are experience experimenting with and, results they're seeing those things all help and contribute as well but uh, the webinars help me as well because it helped me kind of um, whether it's a webinar or a presentation or whatever kind of help me um, kind of polish up and formalize some some of these steps and whatnot and in some cases research something that I may not have used all that much look into it a little bit more so um so yeah all those things certainly contribute no absolutely all right well we will never come back to this place again because we never had a waitress that came mm-hmm. to take our order for our drinks well the truth so is yeah and I, i'm drinking a water I, I i didn't even want to touch on it that, that's <laughs> that might be the first time or one of the first times there, there haven't been many where I had a water. What, what, what were you drinking? Water, because I have an epic workout right after our talk. I'm trying to detox a little bit. Like I feel like I haven't been good to my body lately. Yeah, to get all, you know, I was out in California and San Diego, so now I'm all hippied out. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, like uh, I'm, I'm trying to avoid the, the beer and even the wine right now. But, you know, because like, as you know, I didn't feel very well at my presentation, and we may have something to do with the, a bottle of champagne we had the night before. But <laughs> it might, it might have. Might have. So, anyway, All right, well, forget this place. We're, we're not coming back here again. Never again. Well, thank you. Thank you, first off, for a great performance last week. Uh, um, it's always fun to to watch you squirm in front of 700 people and and rock it so i would say you did a scotty pippen performance because you know michael jordan i don't know what you'd have to do you might have to pull a rabbit out of a hat to do a michael jordan hey i have, no, I have no problem admitting that i'm no michael jordan <laughs> like that look I, <laughs> I don't speak that we talk about experiences and practice and success like i do not speak very much so i'm just happy that i get through the whole thing uh, and that uh, people show up 
and it, it you know generates positive feedback so um no it was good I, I enjoyed myself and thanks certainly to everybody who was out there uh, let's try it maybe once a year we'll do it again next year all right, man. So I got to wrap up here, but where can people find you? At Backup CEO on Twitter. And then I always like to share my email address, J O H N, at backupceo.com. Awesome. Well, thanks again for being on the show, JR. Until next time, do awesome things. We're out.